It's time now for St. Mary Healthline. Your health is your most precious asset, and every Wednesday at 9 a.m., you can tune in for advice on how to better manage your health. Hear about important medical issues from the doctors and professionals across all service lines from St. Mary Medical Center. So without any further ado, it's time now for the St. Mary Healthline. Oh, yes, in the arena, another interesting topic and a lot of great conversation as we check in with uh, Dr. Keith Kreitz, and he is with us today, or sometimes known as K-squared. Maybe. <laughs> All right. At the same time, we're talking about bariatric uh, surgery. Uh, it's very popular these days, a lot going on in that field. And I guess, uh, doctor, what would you say? Your patients would be wearing thin? Uh, well, I guess that's one like way that? of looking at yeah. it. You're right. Yeah, right. And not their joints anymore. That's right. <laughs> that's everything going on in bariatric surgery. Uh, some celebrities have had it done. Certainly, what uh, I guess a metabolic correction, or some certainly uh, could be life-threatening way they are. So it could uh, it could uh, be a lifestyle change. Exactly. Uh, what is bariatric surgery? Okay, so bariatric surgery is surgery that changes how we process food. Mm-hmm. It was primarily targeted for weight loss, but over decades, over 50 years of investigating this, we found out that it helps to treat and cure diabetes, high blood pressure, sleep apnea, joint art, you know, arthritis, yes. and the list goes on and on. Yeah, so you're right in the middle of all that. How long have you been with St. Mary's? I've been with St. Mary's for about five years now. Five years, and how did you get into bariatric care? No, that's one of my favorite questions. Yeah. Uh, it's one of those Zen kind of questions where, yeah. you know, it, it, it kind of found me, actually. Oh. It was one of those areas that i got to say that uh, it's a little tougher of the surgery. There was a time where we were kind of rating how tough certain of these minimally invasive surgeries were, and mm-hmm. gastric bypass, which was the most predominant surgery back then, was rated as a 9.5 out of 10 in difficulty. Yeah. Uh, I've never been one to steer away from technical difficult challenges and uh, you know what felt the calling huh yeah it just kept calling to me so it's it's almost uh, i can remember like 50 years ago my my aunt having uh bypass surgery uh, open heart surgery and that was like almost like a hundred to one shot in those days now it's just uh, let's say it's not difficult but certainly your percentages are a lot better for full recovery Absolutely. lifestyle change and yeah uh, and also resume activities and the bariatric problem uh you've uh um, and a board on that, and you can really make some, like you said, all these dramatic changes in a very short period of time. Yeah. Say yeah, and, and are there different variations, doctor, of of procedures? Uh, can it be more involved, less involved? Uh, in in nature, or are they all pretty much the same? Well, you know, this is a great time in bariatric surgery because the field keeps expanding. And if we had this conversation, say, twenty years ago, there were very limited choices, and today. There are multiple procedures. We can tailor it towards a person's medical conditions to also make it as safe as possible. We have operative procedures. We have non-operative procedures. And, you know, the other big thing is we really work hand-in-hand with all the other doctors from the different disciplines. So it's very multimodality medicine. So so based on the malady or what you're trying to fix, that would probably be the deciding factor in going forward? People would... I don't want to say pick and choose from a laundry list, but find out which would be the best result for them. Or, or like your question with bariatric surgery, yeah. it's kind of what the patient brings to the table. So we tailor it to what the patient specifically has and specifically needs and yeah. what's safest for them. Right. And usually ends up with... Uh, uh, metabolic uh, me- metabolism kind of things, right? Is that where it really Yeah, that, that was the change. Yeah. It, the, the National Organization 
previously was just the American Society of Bariatric Surgery. And then we saw how much this changes things like high blood pressure, diabetes, so on and so forth, that actually we changed the name of our national organization to the American Society of Bariatric and Metabolic Surgery, ASMBS, yeah. Metabolic yeah. and Bariatric Surgery. So it's a big, it's more than just weight loss. Right. It is really total healthcare change. Where uh, the decision that when they get to you, doctor, how uh, have they gone through a, their primaries, or they've just exhausted all other avenues, or finally they they get referred to you? How, how does that? Well, definitely one step is they have to have tried non-surgical means of weight loss. Everybody really should have that one part fulfilled before they move to surgery. Surgery does carry, although small, some risks with it. So we want these patients to have tried the medical non-invasive treatments first, and if they haven't. We can still help them with that because, you know, we, got a, we have a multi-modality team in the hospital, and we have a stellar dietitian. We have stellar other physicians from cardiologists, pulmonologists, mm. behavioral health doctors who help us out to treat these patients before surgery, during surgery, and after surgery. Wow. Is it, do they have to get a note from Jenny Craig or something? before they? Well, they do need a note from the cardiologist, the sleep <laughs> doctor, or the behavioral health doctor. Yeah. And, uh, you know, we, we meet you gotta with You've got to make your case. Yeah. yeah. And, and, you know, it's, it's also a patient learning kind of experience. So these patients being empowered to learn about their own disease makes them more successful. Your entrance into the picture, uh, Dr. Kreitz, uh, uh, once the decision has been made, I'm sure there must be a run-up or... Uh, either rehearsal or some kind of steps before the main event happens, right? Or uh, do you sort of maybe do some other things to, to, to ensure a, a better outcome? Well, there are, there are a lot of different steps from a getting a person's diet as healthy as possible and then also counseling them about what their diet's going to be before surgery, during surgery, and after surgery, in addition to getting their sleep apnea treated about 50-plus percent of my patients have sleep apnea, which is a high-risk thing for if you have a surgical procedure, you're running the risks of heart attacks and strokes. So we get that optimized, and it lowers the risk for these patients. Yeah, my wife has the the CPAP machine there, and it's, you know, some nights it looks like Hannibal Lecter going on over there. Yeah, it's it's an interesting thing to be sharing a bed with someone like that, right? Yeah, and it's it's a lot of stuff, but cured that and certainly made her more functional, certainly a lot healthier, like you're talking about, the Mm -hmm. interruption of breathing and you're really, uh, you're really taking a, you're taking a heck of a chance if you've got a problem with that. That's yes, and, and you mentioned the sleep apnea. There's a lot more people out there than we know that have that problem, and that's that's where the entry factor is. Sleep apnea more than anything, you think? Most people don't, A, understand what sleep apnea is, let alone don't even know they have it when they come to our door. And you know what? I uh, felt tired, I'm this, I'm that. It it, it causes you to gain weight in addition to those other risk factors for your heart and brain. Yeah. So uh, when you prep for that and you finally hone in on what the problem has been and the correction, now the surgery, exactly what is done? I mean, uh, I mean... You should see the shrinking stomachs and all the other stuff, but uh, I guess there are other avenues to work with, right? Well, there are a couple variants. Yeah. The most common one going up until this time period really was what everybody's heard of, the gastric bypass, which Al Roker had, and that's where we divide the stomach, giving you a small front stomach and a larger remnant without taking anything out so that when people eat a meal, that small pouch of a stomach fills up fast with food so you eat smaller meals and you're very full feeling with that right. but then we also divert the intestines so that things take a faster path through now that's different from a procedure that is actually the more common one these days which is called sleeve gastrectomy hmm. sleeve gastrectomy is different in that we're actually taking out a significant portion of the stomach fully removing it 
and people are getting a kind of slender, tubular, crafted stomach. No foreign bodies or anything like that. Sometimes misnomers, they say sleeve. Are you putting in like a sleeve of a coat or something like that? No, no foreign bodies. We're basically making a sleeve of stomach that's similar to a little bigger than the diameter of the intestines. And low volume, holds food, makes you feel very full with a meal that's small. And the interesting thing we found out with that surgery is that when we take out a significant portion of the stomach, we decrease the source of a hormone called ghrelin. Ghrelin is a chemical signal to the part in your brain that tells you to be hungry. You take that out, you're less hungry. Man, you got the diet industry really reeling on that one. I mean, that's the... That's pretty good stuff there. Maybe you get some of the uh, Matthew McConaughey abs to go along with. Well, you possibly get that. Well, we, you know, I got to tell you, I have some yeah. really, yeah. really interesting patients, and they get really motivated. Yeah. And I've seen some people do amazing things. And I've had people become a aerobics instructors. No kidding. A person who became a scuba diving instructor. If you check her website, you'll uh-huh. see a nice little video of her. She was a very, very you know enabled individual, and and boy, she just knocks everybody's socks off with what she can do these days. Literally, uh, new lease on life to be sure. Yeah. All right, we're talking today with Dr. Keith Kreitz, bariatric surgeon out of St. Mary's. I'm telling you, a lot going on out there. We're coming right back here on the St. Mary Healthline. Imagine stopping deadly heart attacks and strokes with a tiny patch the size of a coin. Imagine replacing and repairing 40 heart valves through a two-inch incision. Imagine correcting irregular heartbeats with radiofrequency energy. St. Mary Medical Center heart specialists solve the most complex cases with advances never before imagined. For a physician referral, call 1-844-7-ST-MARY. St. Mary Medical Center. It's your health. Expect more. Ventresca Limited, the Delaware Valley's men's store, is located in historic Doylestown. For casual clothing and denim to business suits and tuxedos, Ventresca Limited has a large selection you have to see to believe. The experienced and knowledgeable sales staff can show you the many brand labels that have made Ventresca Limited in Doylestown a must for men concerned about their image. Select from Hugo Boss, Hickey Freeman, John Barbados, Alan Edmonds, and much more. Custom alterations are free. Visit Ventresca Limited on the web at ventresca.com. We now return to St. Mary Healthline. Uh, we're in the arena today talking bariatric surgeons. That's right. Dr. Keith Kreitz is that guy. Sound like it could be a could be a TV show. Keith Kreitz, bariatric surgeon. Hey, I like where that's going. That's right there, you know. We get Patrick Dempsey to play you, maybe from uh, Grey's you know, Anatomy. Yeah, I th- you know, yeah, I think it's almost as good looking, maybe. <laughs> yeah, there's a John Cryer kind of look about him as well. I don't know for those who are trying. We always try to match up the personalities there, but uh, doctors get it done. And the surgery and uh, is done, doctor. We're trying to left off there, where there's certain things that you're attacking and trying to solve, and and then looking for the forward progress after that in recovery. Uh, it's it's not one of those outpatient deals, is it? It's a, it's a it's, well, it's a, it, can it be? As they Maybe say in the music industry, times are a changing. Oh, so, really? Yeah. Um, you know, honestly, we keep our patients typically about two days, but that's kind of more for a comfort and you know ease of transition standpoint. There are sometimes people who have even gone home the same day, and actually, there's a newer procedure we're offering where it is a same day procedure. Ooh. Yeah, you're literally a, a new man or less of one. Oh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's right. Changed my name to Less over the weekend, by the way. <laughs> How about that one? Less more. That's right. And, and yeah, you mentioned that the, everything, they don't want you in the in these 
in the hospital. I want you at home recovering on your couch now. It's, it seems to be I, I, it's better for me, you know, for, and when I had hip surgery, they want you out of there. They, yeah, I, the insurances are really kind of uh, cracking down on that. But, you know, the, the patient outcomes show that people who get back to their normal lifestyle just rehab better. Is there, And then you probably uh, partner with the rehab units there at St. Mary's, right? So there's a good team effort that works with it and as as well as the dietitians and well, everything else involved, I'll tell right? you they would like more of our business but our patients we have them up and around and walking and we do use their services but by the time the patients go to the OR they are ready to do this yeah is there, and and you mentioned Keith that uh, there's uh, some preparation ahead of time hey if you drop a couple of pounds or just maybe uh, get the diet and get it rolling get an idea what you're in for it's you sort of like uh, get them a trial run and on the amendments that you make to your diet? Well, definitely people who can lose a little weight before surgery are shown to be a, even more successful after surgery. Yes. So that's encouraged. But the insurances are getting very strict that yeah. once you come to see us, they really want to see a good commitment by the patient, which a lot of times benchmarked is that they want to see some sort of weight loss. Okay, yeah, you want to see some kind of uh, uh, accomplishment there or mm-hmm. verification that you're doing that. Um, you, in, the, in the lost weight, part of the deal has, has there been any uh, a significant amount of weight lost i mean well triple digits 100 uh, 70 80 100 pounds and in, in some overall cases. patients I, well i have patients of all different sizes yeah and i definitely have had patients who have lost hundreds of pounds no of weight. yes wow and age age wise too young old doesn't really matter well this used to be a, a, a treatment where we would do it under the age of 65 but around ooh, 2011 2012 maybe medicare started paying for it so the You're horizons right. expanded and i had an ever-increasing patient population coming in who is older yeah but in good enough health to have surgery met all the benchmarks got all the clearances and the number kept going up and now i think my oldest patient i've done is 78 years old nice. and and you know my 70 year old patients never had any problems with them maybe they're just made out of cast iron by then well you they figure hey i'm retired i would like to enjoy it too well and that's maybe, good maybe they get a they get a re uh, get a redo or a make good on this stuff but uh, you probably some those who had to uh, couldn't work anymore because of that maybe feel the urge that they want to go back to work or yeah. do something and sort of get their career back on track. Absolutely. So that's, also, Absolutely. that's also a monetary thing involved as well. It's a motivator. Get, yeah, it is a motivator. So uh, is there a time frame to lose the weight, uh, doctor? I mean, as we talk about how much in, in a certain calibrated time, do they give you a time limit or, or could, are people are a little different on that, right? Well, uh for obviously the, the pre-surgery weight loss, we usually work with the patient for about three to six months, and that's our time frame to get them ready for surgery. Now, after surgery, what we usually say is the average weight loss is over a two-year period, and that's what we look at. By the end of the two years, these people have lost really their weight. They stabilize out. They're just happy, healthier members of society, and then they do their fault maintenance. Yeah, and they're, they're back on track, too. And uh, do you have, like, support groups and things like that that meet? You know, it seems like every... Every kind of uh, uh, department that we have here, there's always seems to be a kind of a commonality about support groups talking about experiences. Absolutely. Getting, I mean, we're also you're also in the survey business as Wave well. Who's future. doing what? Who's doing what? How much? Or uh, some kind of feedback on 
on what you well i guess in diet and feedback i guess there's there's some kind of joke in there but i can't find it oh okay well that's okay i'll run with it either way because we do do live seminars for our teaching of the patients Ah. and then actually tonight here's i'll put a little promo in we have our support group which is exactly what you're kind of indicating and support group was one of those things for it really benefits post-surgery patients you know the further and further out from surgery they get the less they need to come into the office. And it may just be they come in for once a year. But we really want to keep these people engaged and help support them in that healthy lifestyle. So we have a long list of very qualified, distinguished speakers who come and talk to our patients at these meetings, as well as a group leader that really kind of works out the nuts and bolts of little daily challenges for patients to help them along their path. And you're probably see them quite often in follow-up mode, right, Uh, as well as uh, progress and and things they like to do, goals they like to accomplish. And now, the good part is it gets further and further apart because they get healthier and healthier and healthier, and they need less of our direct kind of intervention. But, yeah, I, I tell some people jokingly, I'm like, well, we're kind of married now at this yeah, point here, so this is go. forever. Well, yes, uh, losing weight, and you say, I want to see less of you. <laughs> Literal, and that's a, that's the first time, and then less of you as far as the time period is concerned. So. Absolutely. Well, I got to tell you, it's a joyful thing. When I read through the numbers, it's one of those, those feel-good parts yeah. of our, our little business that we do here in medicine where I get to read off the numbers and say, here's what you've lost since last visit. Here's what you've lost since surgery. Here's what you lost overall. And I see the eyes and the smiles, yeah. and it's just such a good thing. And also, it's also a jumping-off point to those who are contemplating doing that, seeing the, the results that you've had in the past now. This could be you. I mean, that has a kind of a, uh, a a domino kind of effect. Would you say? Absolutely. Not, yeah. And back to that support group little yeah. plug. Yeah. All the patients before surgery need to go to at least one support group visit because they get to meet those patients and they get an idea of what they're going to be like and what they're going to be doing. Okay. I mean, you wouldn't buy a car without going for a test drive in it, right? Uh, You'd right. want to kind of know. And this is one of the most important things you can ever do in your life. Yeah. And we're with Dr. Keith Kreitz, bariatric surgeon, St. Mary's. A lot going on. We're coming right back here on the health line. Imagine stopping deadly heart attacks and strokes with a tiny patch the size of a coin. Imagine replacing and repairing 40 heart valves through a two-inch incision. Imagine correcting irregular heartbeats with radio frequency energy. St. Mary Medical Center heart specialists solve the most complex cases with advances never before imagined. For a physician referral, call 1-844-7-ST-MARY. St. Mary Medical Center. It's your health. Expect more. Come out and play at Harrah's Resort Atlantic City. Win big on the casino floor around the clock and choose from seven unique dining options, including Philly's own Martiranos, as well as Veracruz and Gordon Ramsay Steak coming this summer. Take it a show at the concert venue or visit the pool where it's paradise by day and one of Atlantic City's hottest nightclubs by night. If you're looking for good times, all roads lead to Harrah's Resort. We now return to St. Mary Healthline. In the arena today, our Healthline with uh, Dr. Keith Kreitz, bariatric surgeon. A lot of exciting things going on, a lot of excited patients, and the results that are going on as well. You mentioned the insurance, uh, doctor. Yeah, that's uh, it. Has to, you got to go through all that uh, hoops on that one and make sure that everything is covered. And it's it's kind of just the, the, the cost of doing business, right? Yeah, that's kind of really the first step. Uh, you know, most policies now include this as a benefit because, honestly, bariatric surgery is the most common surgical procedure being done in the United States right now. Yeah. But you always start by asking your insurance, is this a covered benefit? 
if you're at a small business and the employer doesn't have a lot of money to go around, sometimes they may kind of have limitations on their policies. Mm-hmm. So you want to be aware of those. And not everybody's really aware that one Aetna policy is not the same as the next Aetna policy. So being aware of your benefits, I guess right now we're in an open yeah. enrollment season. I don't know if you yeah. guys do that here, but everybody has to pick their benefits. Sure. Read your policies carefully. Right. And, and one of the good things is it could have a... Uh, beneficial benefits where uh, benefits down the line with other things. Maybe you don't have to take any medica- as many medications anymore. I mean, you can probably uh, with lifestyle and all the other stuff. Uh, hey, you don't have to see the doctor as much. You don't have to pay for any as many meds. At the same time, you could be saving somebody some well, money down the, the long line. Right? The real fact is that yeah. these patients before surgery cost almost twice as much in terms of what you just indicated yeah. between physician visits, uh, medications, treatments, ER visits, and such. And as as much as that's great that they cost less their quality of life gets so much better after surgery right do you go uh, out to, to lecture on what you've been doing doctor uh, to, to maybe other parts of the country or is it are you pretty much in-house uh, I'm pretty much a local kind of resource yeah. but I do visit many offices and anybody who wants to meet and hear about it we love to meet with them in your continuing education you ever uh, have to go to conferences where you're talking about it for with uh, other surgeons from say other parts of the country maybe they're doing something different in chicago or phoenix wow strange you should mention that jim because actually next week i'm going to the national meeting down in tennessee and exactly that you know aside from doing some work for the national you know organization i have a chance to meet with other colleagues and there's a lot of uh thought conferencing really there where mm-hmm. there'll be different things presented in terms of new procedures new applications new ways of doing old procedures new outcomes new findings and all that is discussed at the national level are we at nashville going down there? it is nashville there you go maybe you ever heard of that you've been nashville oh. I mean, i'm not sure if that's that's something that most people know country music yes absolutely okay. <laughs> yes yeah that's absolutely so they get a chance to uh yeah, maybe they'll have a greater appreciation of country music and line dance after the surgery or something it like that. It could be, but you know, <laughs> I spent a little time down in Louisiana, down in Acadia, and they yeah. have you know Zydeco down there, so yeah. you've got to have a love for that kind of stuff. Yeah, Johnny Cash up here, no question about that. Uh, the person's lifestyle, I mean, there's the, the, the opportunities are limitless, and you ever discuss what their, their goals could be afterward and kind of get a, get a reading on what they're what their thought process is ahead well, of time. Well, part of that is having the proper motivation. Yeah. And there are many things people want to do or accomplish. We really like these to be centered around the patient's self. Now, I'll give you an example. A person may come to the office and say, you know what, I have a couple kids. I just can't keep up with them and everything. I just want to be able to, to you know, walk and do things with them. So I'm saying that's a good goal, but let's even recraft that to let's you can walk for yourself. Because things may come and go, as we all know in our life, and nothing's really constant. But you're going to always be there. We want this to be centered around you. Yeah, and it has to be a a self-image kind of lift as well, psychologically. Probably people can probably quote chapter and verse on what it's done to them. Oh yeah, emotionally it, and, and, it's and psychologically, a about to, yeah, burden they carry. Yeah. They, d- you know, most people don't realize that people who are obese this level have such daily challenges. And I, we we're talking about this in the meeting. Yeah. Simple things of just walking from the parking lot to wherever they're going. You know, finding seats that fit them. Uh, you know, there's many stigmas they carry with them, whether in work or out in public and such. And those things most of us don't appreciate, but they live with this every single day. Yeah, I flew to Phoenix, and my God, the. the <laughs> And you're in there like sardines now, and mm-hmm. uh, somebody who is too big can't fly. 
I know someone who used to buy two seats, and he was very, yeah. very generous, yeah. very good individual. But he was so thoughtful to everybody else, and so it would be a problem. He'd buy two seats, but then he'd have to ask for a seatbelt extender. Yeah. And and you can only imagine, you know, how that weighs on a person when you're standing out like that. Yeah, and I mentioned one of the questions of a person's lifestyle changes overnight, literally. And uh, uh, at the same time, you know, it's, it's, it's surgery is still surgery, and there's always complications involved. And hey, it's it's not a even giving birth and all the other stuff. There's still there's always risk involved, and Absolutely. You're, you're probably got to be wary of that, right, doctor? When you before you even encounter, it, there's uh, maybe some risk factors that. May be a little prohibitive. Uh, well, that, so? that's even from the start. Yeah. When we do our teaching, you know, session, or they watch our video, we really try to outline that. But I'll tell you honestly, our consent form for the procedure, one of them, we have two. One of them is eight pages long because we want the patients to know about all the things that keep me up at night that I worry about. Now, granted. The surgery's gotten very safe. It is actually safer than having your gallbladder out or your knee replaced. You know anybody who's had a joint replacement? Yeah, uh, those things yeah, can be a little yeah, bit yeah. Uh, topsy-turvy. Absolutely. These surgeries actually have better outcomes than those surgeries and such. Mm. But you know what? I tell the patients, you got to know it because you're going to be much safer knowing it. And I make a little joke. I say, you know, if you run out of the office with your hands in the air screaming because you're scared or anything like that, I won't hold yeah. it against you. It's better I told you than you don't know. Right. I, I do know, I have, like, replacement hip surgery that you feel like you're the only one that's ever going to have it or had it. And you realize that you're you're one, uh, you're one of, like, 15 procedures that day. Like, holy, holy smoke. I actually felt a little, uh, little better about it. Hey, there's somebody else doing this. So uh, I don't quite feel so like a, like I'm uh, alone or whatever. I so, don't know why why that is. So l- let's turn the tables yeah. on you here for yeah. a second, Jim, because yeah. I'm a little curious here. Yeah. So in preparation for your hip procedure, yeah. let me ask you questions. What kind of workup was done for that? How prepared were you for surgery they, from a whole body standpoint? They had they had the X-rays showing exactly where the where it was and why I had to have it. And when you're taking X-rays and can barely straighten your leg to do it. It's hard to get the pictures. You know ahead of time that there's just no way. But then you see, you find out that there's other people in the same boat that have had are having the same problem. It doesn't really matter about age; it's younger, older, mm-hmm. whatever. And then you see some patients who are coming in for a consultation afterwards. Oh yeah, I've, I've been uh, I've been out a week, and all of a sudden they're walking like, you know, they're ready to do the Boston Marathon. I said, well, that could be. I do have some potential here to. To get back in the game a little bit. Then. So, so how about some rapid fire questions here? Yeah, yeah. Did they have any teaching classes that you went to before your no, hip? No, they did not. Did they have you see any doctors from any disciplines other than orthopedics? Yeah, uh, they actually. I had a second opinion with somebody else, but another orthopedic doctor. Yeah. So not a heart doctor, not a lung doctor. No, I had heart issues, but they had to worry about the blood thinners I was on that had to be. Cut. So you even had blood thinner issues, but those were not necessarily incorporated outside the orthopedics office that was handled directly through there that was handled directly through there and they knew exactly what i was in for before that but um non-smoker non-drinker that kind of thing they talk about heart you know you're i'm an afib so you have to put all that together now now you mentioned meeting other patients was that just when you would come and go through the office or were there separate meeting appointments where you'd have a chance to meet those patients go through the office just general conversation out the door and out the door and i was doing the same thing about what's your what is your issue and it's and i yeah okay then they were i don't know we kind of found some kind of hey i'm not the only only one that has this has this issue and yeah felt like and that was helpful yeah very much so and then uh, they certainly schedule the surgery exactly and one thing they do they give you the 
the overview and how it's going to work and the proce- so the procedure and step one and how it's going to work out and then you're going to be you have to go down to the rehab center and perform some tasks you're out the door and then you're in a rehab center following mm-hmm. following monday so you there's there's no waiting around you then you got that anticipation about what's coming up next you don't have a lot of downtime so that's interesting because yeah. all the really good highlights that you kind of put yeah. out there i i'm very happy to say that we have distilled into distinct patient engagement sessions which really helps Mm -hmm. from looking at the patient from all those different medical standpoints from teaching classes from a chance to meet other patients and such yeah you probably have to get the the test of want to people are are there and they how bad you know and they'll they'll just pour their heart out anything you know just make it happen Mm -hmm. and that's when you know that you have somebody that's as ready for oh, motivation already, is key yeah it's really key and and their and their motivation and also committed to what they're going to be doing in surgery and after and after yeah that's very important yeah the, the commitment to it you, you got to be all in on that yeah so that's that's uh, and that's what we're looking for we, yeah. we want to see that and, and that's the hallmark of a really successful patient and there are some patients yeah. who just meet the average benchmark and then i have these patients who are just they're so committed i'm telling you they blow us away with what they accomplish and there's probably more than a few that were were a little iffy but have surpassed what their expectations were going to be yeah uh kind they of might have been a little like gloomy yeah. and they're they got a cloud with them and stuff yeah. and then you see them transform into a different person well as, as we wrap up here to schedule an appointment with the saint mary's bariatric team 215-710-5711 215-710-5711 you need more information or online information session about bariatric surgery you get to the website in a hurry www.stmary.com healthcare.org front slash bariatrics and he said ask for mr bariatrics and he will he will come to he will come to your aid as well but it's dr keith kreitz who's been running the show down there at st mary uh, at st mary's bariatric surgery a lot going on lifestyle changes a lot of exciting things going on the procedures uh, are maybe not as uh, evasive as they once were yeah the the big one now that we are actually a leader in is the intergastric balloon technology Mm. and that doesn't require any incisions doesn't require general anesthesia it's a 35 minute procedure or so of a of a endoscopy which is where we put a little slender flexible tube down your throat under sedation and we put a couple salt water filled balloons in the belly in the stomach and they actually act as a space Saver, where basically it makes you feel full all the time. And meals that you eat makes you feel very full because there's not a lot of space left in the stomach. And yeah. patients lose about 30 to 40% of their excess weight. No incisions, no pain. Wow. That's, there, you have, there you have that. It's pretty good stuff. And none of these balloons are known as the Hindenburg, I hope. It's, no, uh, they stopped doing no. that hydrogen stuff about, <laughs> what, 90 years ago? That's a bad omen if it's yeah. Hindenburg and everything. But. Yeah, you talk about a lot of the prep work and what leads up to the next step, what the next step is. Yeah, and that's that's really important, too, that you educate them on what exactly is coming up, right? You're always in the loop. You always have a good team involved. When I remember before we go ahead surgery that you had the, the, the navigators, you had the assistants, Absolutely. you had the x-ray techs, you had all this stuff going on and the front desk and the administration people putting the case together and always keeping you right in the loop, answering all questions. And when it time when it was time for showtime, you're ready, mm-hmm. and I, and that is uh, that's an important thing. Maybe little 
lost, a lot of people might not know that, but there is a great team effort involved. Everybody's got a, a piece of the action there and certainly helps in what you're doing, Doctor. Yeah, sure. and, and you know, a bariatric coordinator is very fundamental to this process, so much so that every program is mandated to have one for that reason because the patients need that go-to person who yes. can be the center focal hub of all the different things that they're going to be going after. Right, and also might you might even be octune to a few things that maybe you miss every once in a while and nobody... You try, you try to know it all, but sometimes it's a little easier well, said than done, right? You, you'd be surprised the interesting things we pick up that patients were never diagnosed with or they didn't know beforehand, and, and we uncover these things, and I tell you, it, it's, it really makes the surgery safer. Well, we, we salute you, uh, Dr. Keith Kreitz at, uh, at St. Mary's. A lot of interesting information. I hope to get you back there for some of the other things that will be going on down the line and some good, more good stories about the patients who have found re- renewal in their lifestyle it's kind of it's really uh, pretty inspirational stuff sounds great we'd love to be back all right so hope we'll get you back sooner than later that's dr keith kreitz bariatric surgeon at st mary's as part of our health line wednesdays at nine o'clock